Best in Class is back. Sean Sullivan, the JoeBucksFan.com draft guru, takes you through the NFL and how young players are performing. The draft is over, but what are they doing? This is Sean's thing. Here he is, Best in Class podcast presented by Bill Curry Ford. And of course, Sean talks a little bit of Buccaneers and gives that Bucks perspective through the podcast. Enjoy. Here's Sean. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Best in Class, coming to you live from Bill Corey Ford Studios in Tampa. I am Sean Sullivan. We are going to do a breakdown of all of the NFL games, including our Buccaneers uh, matchup against the Falcons. We are sponsored by Bill Curry Ford. We are the first family of Ford, over 60 years, family-owned store with the giant uh, opening soon. Can't wait. Visit us at BillCurryFord.com to see our amazing specials. Obviously, follow us at Bill Curry Ford Tampa, Facebook, Instagram. And you can email me at bestinclass at BillCurryFord.com with all of your draft questions or Buccaneer questions. They'll be happy to ask them. It's great to be back. Big Storm is almost open in the, in the uh, f- new facility. That's going to be really great. LJ's a great guy and his crew. Very excited. Um, also, the dealership is spectacular, right? We are about six weeks away from our grand opening. I'm inviting everyone. Ira will be down here with all the Joe Bucks fan crew. I'm inviting all of Tampa, uh, so I just can't wait. I mean, my goodness, it's been it's been it feels like five years, but it's it's actually been three years of of building a store and trying to maintain and work a business around it. It's been difficult, um, but again, I work for the greatest people in the world. The Currys are, are fantastic, and they give me an opportunity to do what I love besides the car business, and that's uh, do this podcast. I have some new uh, management in the, in the store. I have a new fixed operations uh, manager named Scott Jenkins. Welcome to the Bill Curry Ford family and a new service director, Jason Bender. So welcome to the family, guys. I can't wait to see what you guys do in our new state-of-the-art facility. The largest service drive in the world uh, is, is coming up, so it's great. Again, can't wait to talk football with you guys. we got a lot to talk about, a lot to cover so let's start with the Falcons and the Buccaneers. Uh, the Falcons beat the Buccaneers 16-13 to on a last-minute field goal. I can tell you this. Listen, the uh, Ritter lost uh, three, three fumbles inside the red zone. Basically, without a couple of, um, of lucky uh, bounces, this is a blowout um, loss for the Buccaneers. The Falcons should have won this game easily, 26-31-13. Uh, uh, it should not have been this close. Um, the game was is obviously much closer uh, than it looks. Also, what a boring game, right? I mean, by the third or fourth quarter, I'm just like, could somebody please just decide to win this game? It was just awful, like to to watch. Entertainment value was was terrible. You know, we can't run against you know six man boxes where it's just hat on hat. I mean, we're averaging less than three yards a carry. It's painful to watch Rashard White. With these slow developing run plays, nothing is moving fast for this offense right now. The vision that we're looking at, the way they're running off tackle, Brashard White keeps running into the back of his offensive lineman with his head down. No, no rushing uh, attempts over 20 yards for the Bucks until uh, Mayfield comes out with a quarterback run that went over 20 yards. And then I'm talking to, obviously, a lot of Buccaneers fans are like, Sean, tell us what's going on. What's wrong with the Bucks' offense? Is it Dave Canales? And I'm thinking to myself, no, it's not Dave Canales. We can break this down and say, hey, listen, we've scored, we, we, we scored 13 points and six points, whatever. Listen, guys are open. Uh, let's go, I'm going to take you back to the Lions game. There were three opportunities that were missed for touchdowns in that game. 
that would have that would have made that game competitive and even a win for the Buccaneers if Baker Mayfield executes and makes those throws. Same thing in this game. We had guys running wide open. We have running lanes wide open with a jump cut to the right, 20, 30 yards of daylight. We can sit here and blame Dave Canales. I'm not going to blame him if, if, if there's places to go for the ball and our guys are just not performing. Offensively, we're sluggish. We're missing, we're, we're missing throws. We're missing catches. We're obviously missing run lanes. I don't think we have enough speed at running back. I think it's becoming obvious that it's just the slow plotting run style is not going to work. And Jason Light has had uh, ample opportunity to get us some running backs in here. I think he was patiently waiting on Chase Edmonds. Lee and I go back around this all the time. When, Lee, when, when Chase Edmonds is healthy, he's an above-average running back. He has speed, he has hands, and he has some moves. If he's healthy going into this uh, Thursday night game with Buffalo – you're going to see a difference at the running back position because he'll make a difference. I'm just concerned with all of these guys that were on the street that I asked Jason Light, you know, just please sign one of them. They're just so, and we're going to go through that when I go through the games. There's so many running backs that were signed, you know, that were eating Cheetos and watching Netflix that are rushing for four and a half yards of carry. Uh, and, I, and there's so many. I'm going to go through them today. Just frustrating to see. The, the, the fact that I, I, I'm not going to blame the coaches. And, you know, I, anybody who listens to, to my podcast, you will know that I am very critical of coaching and I'm very critical of scheme. And I'm telling you right now, guys, it's not our scheme. The only play that I questioned on that Atlanta game that I didn't like was the um, we were on the uh, 15 or maybe 10-yard line somewhere in their goal line, and it was third and six. Baker Mayfield goes back to pass and takes a sack for a field goal. And then when I rewind the actual game, because, you know, I watch all the games in the NFL at least once, and I watch the Bucks game at least twice to three times because I'm slowing it down to watch individual players. And I will tell you, there was no place for Baker to take the ball because all the receivers ran into the end zone. All the Atlanta defenders were in the end zone. Between the line of scrimmage and the goal line, there wasn't one player. I actually have never seen that, and I watch a lot of football. I've never seen where there's not a defensive player or an offensive player in the green. Like, there was nothing. There was uh, Atlanta rushed six linemen, right? Baker Mayfield took the sack. We had no back come out of the backfield. We had no tight end. We had, nothing, we had no out for Baker. The only thing Baker could have done is throw to the end zone, you know, obviously where there's five defensive backs, is standing in the end zone and a linebacker? I don't, I don't understand that call play. That's something that Dave needs to, to figure out. You've got to have an exit strategy on that, or it's a design run for Baker just to run towards the goal line, and he didn't run. He got sacked. But lots of plays like that that are very frustrating. And, you know, defensively, we've, we've, we haven't, we've only gone over one time. We've only allowed a team to score over 20 points one time, right? That's good enough to win, guys. We're 3-3. Three and three. You know, the way the defense is playing, we could be 5-1, uh, and one, right, the way the defense is played. And, yes, are we having defensive lapses? Yes. Are our star players stepping up? Two of them are. Levante David's playing some of the best football I've ever seen him play in his career. So, I, I, and um, Devin White still is, is – I, I don't know where he is. I don't know what he's doing. Every time I, I watch film, he's being blocked. So – He's not, he's not Micah Parsons, you know, um, he's no Rokon Smith. He's, you know, I, I don't know who to compare him to because he, he, he's not doing anything. He's not rushing the passer. He's not making tackles for loss. He's not influencing the game in any way. Uh, so it's just really interesting to see 
we're going to go over uh, some of the draft picks for the Bucks. You know, uh, we haven't gone through that um, this year, obviously, so far. As, um, you know, Cansey, which was the 19 overall pick, we got to see him in a couple of splash plays the last few weeks. He had a sack and some tackles for loss. He's just getting his feet wet. You don't know what it is. Uh, Cody Mock is a uh, Bill Curry Ford customer. Very, very um, nice, nice man. Very big, actually. Bigger than I thought, taller than I thought. Is a rookie, going through his rookie pains. Um, as you know, Ali Marpet, you know, had, had rookie growing pains as well, and he turned out to be what I think one of the best uh, offensive guards in, in, in Buccaneers history. I think Cody Mock can do that as well. Yaya Diaby, you know, out of Louisville, uh, has shown flashes. They have him in coverage a lot. I'm still trying to figure out why he's not rushing the passer. Uh, Servassier Dennis hasn't got, you know, has had injury concerns since the first game. We're getting, we're getting a couple of splash plays from playing Durham where he's actually getting in the game. He had another false start. That's his second false start in three games. Uh, he dropped a ball on, third, on second down, which, you know, was maybe catchable. Uh, I'm not going to put that all on pain. Baker didn't put the ball where it was uh, supposed to be. Um, but I'm sure we're trying to work pain in to get some better blocking, you know, because Caden is just getting absolutely destroyed um, by linebackers. I mean, it's not – it's sad. Uh, and then, uh, obviously, Trey Palmer has had shown some success, especially with some of his acrobatic catches, but he's only getting two and three targets a game. I, I don't know why we're not – we're giving – we gave 20 targets to Mike Evans and Chris Godwin, which is terrific. There's just no reason why Trey Palmer can't get five, six targets to see what he can do with his speed. Uh, we're still trying to work the Devin Tompkins um, into our offense. Uh, I like Devin Tompkins. I think he's a, you know, obviously a, a, like a gadget player. You know, we can come up with some, some really like an end around or, some, or a wide receiver screen and catch the defense off, off putting. But, Trey, um, but you know, Trey Palmer is a solid number three wide receiver, and we need to work him into that role. Getting back to Atlanta – you know, Desmond Ritter has struggled uh, mightily as the quarterback of the Atlanta Falcons, and he, you know, he had a three-interception uh, week, you know, two weeks ago, another interception, three-turnover game last week. Um, it's just strange when he's throwing against our defensive backs, and he looks like Dan Marino. You know, he, at one point he completed, I think, 11 straight passes. I don't get it. He's a good passer, not a great passer. And when I say good passer, he's NFL quality but he's not I – don't, I don't think he's a starter in the NFL as far as how well he can throw the ball. If he's going to be a starter in the NFL, it's because he has all the intangibles as a game manager. It's not going to be because of his accuracy. You know, B. John Robinson, who, who is just a terrific talent, an eighth overall pick, uh, you know, out of Texas. He didn't play in the game. Apparently he had some type of um, illness. Did anybody in Atlanta impress you, or is Atlanta kind of like the filtered water of the NFL? It's just like – there's no lemon or lime in it. it you know, it's, it's, you're not mixing it with like a mixed drink. It's just, it's just water, right? There's nothing that Atlanta did well in this game besides just outplay us. It just, it, it's just crazy to me to think that like a, a, a crack, like I guess saltine cracker kind of, you know, kind of plain Jane team or like I said, I was telling you earlier, like water, like there's nothing – Interesting about the Falcons. Uh, defensively, we made them look like all pros. The Falcons were very susceptible to uh, the, the uh, throwing game. Uh, and then, as you saw, Baker Mayfield, besides that one beautiful pass to Mike Evans, struggled on the day. 
and then he seems to get passes batted down uh, on a consistent basis. He now leads the NFL with seven uh, passes uh, batted down at the line of scrimmage, which is very frustrating for me because it's usually on a big play. I don't really know how the Bucks are going to uh, play against the Buffalo Bills on a short week where Buffalo also uh, did not play well. I do know that uh, road teams on Thursday night, I think, um, win at a 25% clip and lose at a 75% clip. So there's a huge advantage to the home team here. But the, the Bills can't defend the run, but they can defend the pass, and the Bucks can't run the ball. So I'm hoping that the Bucks can run the ball this week. Uh, and I'm not looking for anything special scheme-wise. I, I just think that the slow developing plays – um, but the, I, I still see run lanes that we're missing. And, I'm, and again, I'm going to go back to where I started. I don't believe this is Dave Canales' fault. I think, yes, could there be some tighten-up call plays? Absolutely. But I'm going to tell you that the players themselves are not performing. They're not doing their job. Baker misses uh, throws when that he should be making. Mike Evans drops passes that he normally catches for third downs. Rashard White is, is running with his head down and, has, and is not looking for, for any type of jump cut or outside lanes. He's not trying to bounce anything outside. Um, and then when he did have a nice run, we held with a lot of silly penalties. So there you go. Uh, the Buccaneers are now 3-3. Three and three. They're 1-3 and three at home, which is embarrassing. Um, the Falcons are 4-3 and three, uh, and now lead the division, which is uh, at the beginning of the season I just find to be crazy. Next game on the on the tab here, Jaguars Saints, right? The Jaguars won this game 31 to 24. I I absolutely loved watching this game. Uh, I'm I'm not a huge Jags fan, but I'm a fan of anyone who plays the Saints. I hope they lose every game and lose their franchise. Uh, I hope everyone gets fired. Uh, can't stand the Saints, um, but uh, I do have some interesting stuff to talk about. Um, so if you remember last year when Jacksonville had the pick, and I'm like. You guys have got to pick Aiden Hutchinson. He's the best pass rusher in the draft. I, first, I, I, just, I just thought there's no way that they're going to pass on, on Hutchinson, who, by the way, has been a star for the Detroit Lions in sacks and tackles for loss, and he's a difference maker. Trayvon Walker in this game had one tackle. This is the guy, again, this is what happens when you draft for potential instead of production. Trayvon Walker had one tackle in the game and has absolutely, in my opinion, done absolutely nothing to start his career. Aiden Hutchinson is on his way. Jacksonville, next time you have the number one pick, hit me up at bestinclass at billcurryfort.com. Let me help you out, right? Because I do this part-time, and, and, and I could build teams better than a lot of these professional teams. It, it really is crazy to think uh, that the scouts and, and the general managers uh, can't figure out um, some players that I, I think are super obvious. Um, and we're going to go through that uh, on some of these players that uh, I hit on. Uh, and, and, and I don't mean hit on. I mean hit on and knocked out of the park. And especially with my quarterback ratings have been on point for the last two years for Joe Bucks fan. Uh, I don't think anyone can argue that if you listen to my past recordings. The good news about doing a podcast is it's forever. I can't hide from it. So if you replay my quarterback breakdowns and my, and my draft breakdowns, I am absolutely smashing it. Right now, I'm on fire. El Fuego. Don't know how long that's going to last, but it's lasted two years. I'm hoping for a third consecutive year, but we'll, we'll see how that goes. Uh, as far as the Jaguars are concerned, um, you know, Anton Harrison was their first overall pick. Uh, he's playing at tackle. Uh, Britton Strange, the tight end that I really liked out of Penn State, you know, um, he was a lower pick. 
Um, he's been kind of mixed in, um, and he's had some good games. Uh, Tank Bigsby, uh, the running back uh, uh, out of Auburn, who's not, a, who's not a very fast player, a little plotting player, but um, very third down uh, and one kind of guy, uh, fourth and goal kind of guy, um, has, uh, again, has been hit or miss. Uh, in this particular game, he only had two rushes in the game. Uh, one was for a first down. For the Florida State fans, uh, Ventro Miller uh, missed this game, uh, Florida linebacker, um, who they drafted in this, in this sixth round. The Jaguars are 5-2, and two, Saints are 3-4. and four. As far as the Saints player that I, that, you know, that to go over is Brian Breesey was a guy that was linked to the Bucs uh, in the first round. Um, hasn't really done a ton uh, for them. And then Isaiah Fotsky, the, the second-round pick out of Notre Dame, uh, pass rusher, hasn't really shown a lot yet. But I don't really want to talk about the Saints. Raiders and Bears, uh, the Bears won this game 30-12. to The interesting thing about uh, the Bears' QB situation with Badgett is basically this guy, uh, Tyson, is out of Shepard, undrafted, and he basically dropped dimes all over the, uh, the Raiders. And he put up 30 points as a starting QB. Obviously, he led three TD drives in the game. What I find, I find interesting is everybody said, well, at the press conference after the Bucks game, was it Baker Mayfield's learning a new offense? We're all learning a new offense, whatever, whatever. There's guys that walk off the street, right? You've never heard of, of this guy, Badgett. This guy was a Division II Heisman Trophy winner. Division II. Maybe even Division Three. I don't even know what Shepard is. It could be Division Three. So basically, this guy just comes off the bench and, th- and, throws f- and, and puts 30 points on the board for the Bears. Just think about that. Let that sink in, Joe Bucks fan listeners. Best-in-class listeners. I want you to think about that. Every other team fig- figures out how to run the ball, how to throw the ball effectively. We have not been able to do it. We've changed coaches, but we haven't changed players. Uh, so... You know, I, I, I think that we're struggling with some execution. Dante Foreman had 90 yards on 16 carries and two touchdowns in this game. You know what drives me crazy about Dante Foreman? I've asked for Dante Foreman to be signed by the Bucks for three years in a row. Why this guy gets, gets signed for a bag of peanuts, and the guy always rushes for five yards a carry, physically beats up the other team, and is a great goal line back. By the way, do you know how many rushing touchdowns the Bucks have had this season? One. In, in six games, we have one rushing uh, TD. Uh, uh, Foreman has played in one game, started one game. He played in the last game. He, he has three rushing touchdowns. I don't understand what the Buccaneers as an organization are looking at for running backs, but they just need to listen to me. I can help you with running backs. I, I'm really good at it, right? I've, I've been able to nail all these running backs. These guys that were on the couch – you know, like Kareem Hunt is, 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 is balling for uh, the Browns. You know, De- uh, Deontay Foreman, again, great game for the Bears. He was third on the depth chart. He was inactive for games this year. You, you, have, you have a couple of no-names. Devont- uh, um, Devarian Evans, right? A guy, you know, out of Michigan. You know, a guy that comes out of nowhere and is rushing for yards. I mean, it's just, it's insane to me that it's, that it's this hard to find running back and running back depth. As far as the... Uh, the Raiders are concerned. Their first pick, number seven overall, was uh, Tyree Wilson. He was like a, a rangy pass rusher. We talked about him in our pass rusher breakdown. Had a couple of solo tackles and a sack in this game. Uh, their second-round draft pick, Michael Mayer, 
which was a guy I really liked out of Notre Dame, not as a blocker, but as a pass catcher. Had two catches for 13 yards. This was not a terrific game for him. Last game he had six catches. Um, Cincinnati wide receiver uh, Trey Tucker, which was a fourth-round draft pick of the Raiders, had two catches for 16 yards. And then their uh, Purdue Boilermaker, um, Aiden O'Connell, which was their uh, seventh, uh, let me see, six, yeah, six-round pick, went 10 of 13 for 75 yards and a touchdown and, a th- and an interception. Apparently this guy was a stud in the uh, preseason. I watched him, not a big fan of his throwing motion. He throws a lot of um, 50-50 balls, in my opinion, but we'll see if they can develop him. I mean, uh, Brian Hoyer was really struggling in this game with only 12 points scored for the Raiders. As far as the uh, Bears are concerned, their number one overall pick, Darnell Wright's playing on the offensive line. Other than that, you know, the Cincinnati wide receiver, Tyler Scott, had two catches for 19 yards in this game. Really no other rookie for them that I want to talk about. Uh, I already touched on, on uh, Deontay Foreman. He's got 36 carries for 170 yards and two touchdowns, three touchdowns, 4.7 yards average uh, in two games with the Bears. So congratulations to him. It seems like every year, he was last year he was with Carolina. He absolutely put it to us. So it's like every year this guy uh, just kills us. Browns and Colts. Uh, here's another high-scoring game, uh, 78 points scored, 39-38 uh, Browns. Uh, Colts, Browns are now 4-2 and two. Uh, without a starting quarterback, P.J. Walker. P.J. Walker scores 39 points for the Browns with backup running backs. He didn't have Nick Chubb, and and Ford got hurt. So let me get this straight. P.J. Walker, an absolute nobody as far as a a quarterback is concerned, not extremely familiar with the offense, comes out and drops 39, right, with backup running backs. I just don't want to hear about – like the scheme or it takes this time. It's not taking these other teams any time to score 40 points. The Bucks couldn't score 40 points in four games right now. That's what it looks like. You're going to have to explain to me how a guy like P.J. Walker, who nobody has on radar, right, he just comes out and goes, you know what, I don't really know a lot, but I'm going to th- I'm gonna throw for 178 yards and a touchdown, and I'm going to run for another touchdown, keep the offense moving. Cleveland Browns, they just keep putting people at running back, and they keep getting 100 yards uh, – you know, it just, it's just crazy to me. Cedric Tillman, which was um, the Browns' uh, second-round draft pick, had some really interesting games already this year. He didn't have a very good game this game, but there's some definitely some talent there. Um, Siaka Aka, uh, out of the Baylor defensive tackle, again, didn't play in this game, but he has, he has played some for the Browns. Um, Ohio State offensive lineman Dewan Jones has struggled. Uh, and then, of course, you know about UCLA QB Dorian Thompson-Robinson. He was a star in preseason. They played him. Uh, they played him in some plays uh, for the Browns, but I think he's uh, lost for the season. Uh, Deshaun Watson again missed this game. Uh, he's missed several games. He's been a terrific investment for that guaranteed two hundred million. Right? Unbelievable. Um, and then let's talk about Anthony Richardson for the Indianapolis Colts. Right? So Anthony Richardson is out for the season with a shoulder injury. Now, if you go back and you listen to best in class breakdown of QBs, I said. The guy's only played in 11 games as a starter for the Gators out of a possible 16, right? He missed five games with, with numerous injuries, shoulder injuries, knee injuries, foot injuries. And then I told you that he, that he was going to be less than 50% completion percentage. I think he was at 53%, so he's right around that 50%. He's like, oh, Sean, look at how he can run. You're so wrong about Anthony Richardson. I'm not wrong about Anthony Richardson. He's extremely athletic. He fools you with all these amazing gifts. He can't throw the ball, okay? 
He has an amazing arm. Yes, does he extend plays and can he throw? It, eventually it catches up to him. The running for touchdown thing where he rushed for a touchdown in every game he played, which was, by the way, two. So when he rushes for uh, those games, yeah, that's all great. The guy got concussed in one game, and then he tore his shoulder in another game. This is how his life's going to be. He's a big, gigantic guy. He's, he's, this is not made for the NFL uh, to, to run the ball. So I don't wish him any – like, I don't, I don't wish that he fails. I'm just saying to pick him fourth overall is insane to me. It just – it makes no sense on an NFL scout level. And then, and then they go, well, well look how he moved the look at look at how how he moved the offense. Yeah, where is he? Right, he's out for the season. Uh, Julius Brents made some plays. Oh, he was their second round draft pick out of Kansas State. We talked about him in our breakdown. The big star is North Carolina wide receiver Josh Downs, uh, third round draft pick. We broke him down uh, in our wide receiver, a real weapon. Five catches, 125 yards, and a touchdown. He had a 59 yard uh, receiving uh, touchdown in this game. Congratulations to Josh Downs. You really killed it. No other uh, rookies I want to talk about for them right now. Bills and Patriots. The Pats won 29-25 over the Bills. Obviously, we played the Bills on Thursday night. Mac Jones had a a, a solid uh, game, 272, two TDs. So that was really interesting. For the Bills, as far as rookies go, this Dalton Kincaid is the real deal. He had eight catches, 75 yards. He's had some touchdowns. He obviously looks like a favorite. Going into uh, this season, you know, he was one of those hyped-up guys, number 25 overall. Um, he's living up to his hype. So congratulations to Dalton Kincaid. The Bucks struggle against tight ends, so I expect Dalton to have a big game uh, against the Bucks on, on um, Thursday night. Uh, Osiris Torrance obviously was my number one guard out of Florida. Uh, he's playing well for the Bills. Um, there's really no one else to go over on the Pats. Uh, Christian Gonzalez was my number one overall corner. And I know a lot of people had him three and four. He's been a star for the Pats. He, um, he's had some really uh, terrific play for them. Keon White, the, the rusher uh, defensive end out of Georgia Tech, has had some splash plays. So is Martin Bapu, which was, a, which was a guy out of Sacramento State that was a Todd Bowles favorite. I'm not going to go through all the New England draft picks, but, you know, they've had a couple that have played well, and I, I just went over them. And then you have the Commanders and the Giants. So the Giants, what a, what a tough game this was to watch. I watched this entire game, guys. 14-7, to Giants over the Commanders. It was tough to watch. As far as Washington is concerned, Emmanuel Forbes got benched. He was a 16 overall pick corner for them. I wasn't a big fan of Emmanuel. You can go back and listen to my podcast about the breakdown of corners. I thought he was overrated. Uh, he has not played very well for Washington. One of my favorite guys was Javarius Martin out of Illinois. I thought he was very underrated. I thought he could play the slot corner, and I also thought he could play safety. Had two tackles and a pass defense for Washington. I think he's a really great draft pick. Um, going into the Giants, first-round draft pick, uh, Deontay Banks. He's been a solid rookie so far. Seven tackles, um, five um, solo tackles in this game and a pass defense. And then, of course, one of my, my favorite center prospect was John Michael Schmitz. He's been hurt, um, but when he was playing, he was playing excellent. Tennessee wide receiver Jalen Hyatt was a guy that we thought was a little on the small side, um, had terrific speed, two catches for 75 yards uh, in this game. I think that they found something in Hyatt if they can get him the ball. He can stretch the field. I think he's a little bit more durable than I expected, so good for him. Lions-Ravens. The Ravens blew the Lions out. It was 38-6. to It wasn't close. Uh, obviously, I touched on Aiden Hutchinson. He's a stud. I was right about him. He should have been the number one overall pick. Uh, Alabama running back Jameer Gibbs, who I absolutely love, who went 12 overall, uh, had 11 carries in the game for 68 yards. 
And that's six. If you guys don't do math, it's 6.2 yards a carry and a touchdown. He had also had nine catches for 58 yards. That guy's a star, guys. Jameer Gibbs is a star. The, I can't believe the Lions got him to go with David Montgomery. That was a huge loss for them. But when Jameer Gibbs gets going, 6.2 yards on rushing on 11 carries, nine catches for 58 yards. He, you know, he had over 100 scrimmage yards. Great job on in his first NFL start. Iowa linebacker Jack Campbell's a throwback. He was number 18 in the first round. He is absolutely a force against the Bucks, And uh, in this game, he had four tackles, one solo tackle on a pass defense. Sam Laporta, uh, again, a second-round draft pick out of Iowa, has been the number one tight end. I know Dalton Kincaid's getting a lot of press. Sam Porter has been, has been better. Six catches, 52 yards, nine yards a catch. Uh, has really done a great job as a blocker. Brian Branch out of, out of Alabama. We talked about Brian Branch. He fell into the second round. The Lions jumped on him. He's a star. Brian Branch is a star. So, obviously, he wasn't in this game. He was hurt. When he comes back, watch, watch what he can do. This guy was an absolute steal for the Lions. Uh, congratulations to an amazing uh, uh, draft class for the Lions. Three years in a row, and now, look, it's not, it's, they're a pretty, good, a pretty good team. As far as Baltimore, uh, Zay Flowers was one of my favorite players. If you remember when I broke down the wide receivers, I said he's my player to watch, kind of like what I did. Um, you know, I always have one of those players. Uh, I did um, DeHudson last year for the Washington Redskins, and then this year it was Zay Flowers. Four catches, 75 yards, 19 uh, yards a catch. The guy's been sensational for Baltimore. So what a great pick for them, and what a great place to pick him too, right? Trenton Simpson was a linebacker I thought I was very high on. He was a third-round draft pick of Baltimore. He hasn't, he's played okay. You know, obviously some linebackers take longer to develop, but he's physical. I think he fits that defense a lot. So I think we're going to see some good things out of Trenton Simpson. Steelers and Rams. Uh, Steelers won this game 24-17. to The Steelers are now 4-2. and As much as they struggled, it's crazy to think that they're 4-2. and The Rams are 3-4. and uh, The Steelers, as far as um, draft picks go, Broderick Jones was 14th overall for the Steelers, trying to fix that offensive line. Joey Porter Jr. was an absolute steal for the, for the Pittsburgh Steelers at number 32 overall. I believe he was my third-rated uh, corner. He's very physical. He was made to be a Steeler. I actually projected him to the Steelers in my draft breakdown. He was one of the ones that I, corrected, I correctly uh, projected to the Steelers. Uh, three tackles, two solo tackles, one pass defense. Uh, he had a pick six last week. He's got some interceptions. He's just been an absolute um, uh, stud for them. So congratulations to Joey Porter Jr., as far as um, the Rams, obviously, you know, this Puka Nakua uh, guy who was basically the six-round draft pick at a BYU, uh, set the NFL record for the most receptions and most receiving yards to start a career, 58 receptions, 752 yards and two TDs already, six games in. He's breaking every single NFL record. Uh, Cup just came back off of IR, so it's going to take some, some snaps from him. But, man, what a find in the sixth round. What a find. Uh, you know, obviously, we're going to talk about C.J. Stroud, who was my number one uh, quarterback, who's basically a star in the NFL right now. I nailed that one, told you he's a can't-miss guy. I was right. So, basically, he's going to have a run for his money because if Puka continues to do this kind of pace, he'll, be, uh, he'll definitely be Offensive Rookie of the Year, and he'll actually beat a quarterback out, which is really hard to do with these quarterbacks. Um, Tennessee edge Byron Young um, had three tackles, three solo, and a sack uh, in this game. So, 
Um, that's been uh, very good for the Rams. Uh, that's been a very good pick. So the Rams draft overall, not terrific. But if Puka comes out and, and, and plays and he's a star wide receiver and they get some edge help from Byron Young, that's going to be pretty good for them. Congratulations to them. Cardinals, Seahawks, the Seahawks, the Sea Chickens, they won 20 to 10. Can't stand them. They're 4 and 2. Wish Pete Carroll would get fired. Uh, you know, I don't wish their plane would crash, but who am I kidding? Yeah, I can't stand the Seattle. I, I, mean, I want them to lose their franchise. I, I want them to all be indicted. I want to find out they're all cheating on their charities. Whatever I need to do. Can't stand them. Hope they lose every game. Not going through their draft. Well, you know what? I am. I am. There, there's a couple. I have to because there's just a couple of rookies that are just sensational. I just hate the fact that they're Seahawks. Illinois cornerback Devin Witherspoon was, uh, was my second uh, corner in the draft. Four tackles, four pass defense. He has an interception. He just, he's just a physical, great corner. Ohio State wide receiver uh, Jackson Smith Enigma, number 20 overall. Four receptions, 63 yards, and a touchdown. has been everything that he's supposed to be. And then Derek Hall, who's linked to the Bucks as a pass rusher, was picked in the top of the second round. Uh, three tackles, one solo, one tackle for loss. Jake Bobo uh, is a free agent out of UCLA. It's a really great find by the Seahawks, Sea Chickens. Um, basically, eight receptions, 112 yards, and two TDs already. He just came out of nowhere. His touchdown catch in this, in this game was phenomenal. So congratulations to Jake Bobo and your family for getting it done and uh, for the scouts passing on you. Going on to the next game, Packers and Broncos. Talk about a snoozer. I had to watch this game, guys. That's how diligent I am at my job. Uh, Broncos won this game 19-17. to I wish somebody would throw the flag in, but nobody threw the flag. They actually played all four quarters. Uh, both teams are two, uh, one's 2-4, and four, one's 2-5. and five. The Packers' uh, first-round draft pick, Lucas Van Nest, didn't play in the game, but you know, has been solid uh, since day one for the Packers. Uh, Luke Musgrave, their second-round draft pick uh, out of Oregon State, four catches, 30 yards. Jordan Love has played exactly like I said Jordan Love was going to play, which has been awful. I'm not a Jordan Love fan. When I broke down his tape, I said the guy's very inconsistent with his, with his placement, with his ball placement. The guy's not accurate down the field. Too many 50-50 balls for me. He has some touch for sure, uh, and he can, he can get out into open space, but he misses a lot of open wide receivers. As far as the Broncos are concerned, nobody on right now on the Broncos I want to talk about. Chargers, Chiefs. Chiefs blew the Chargers out 31-17. My boy uh, Herbert's dealing with a broken thumb or injured thumb if it's not broken. Um, the Chargers, uh, number one overall pick, or number 21 overall, their first-round draft pick, Quentin Johnson, has not really played very well for them, especially considering the fact that they've had some injuries. Uh, he had a catch for 20 yards in this game. Dalen Henley, which was a linebacker out of Washington State, uh, was linked to the Bucks as a linebacker as Levante David's replacement, has been playing uh, okay for the Chargers. He had a couple of tackles in this game. As far as the Chiefs are concerned, the Chiefs' uh, Rasheed Rice, wide receiver at SMU, second-round draft pick, five catches, 60 yards, and a touchdown. Seems to be becoming the favorite for uh, Mahomes. So watch out for Rasheed Rice and the and the – uh, and the rest of this season, I think he's really coming into his own. Eagles uh, edged the Dolphins 31-17. Really, really wasn't a game to watch. I really thought it would be much more interesting. Dolphins draft pick uh, Devon A-Chain obviously uh, is an absolute steal in the third round. Just a stud running back. He's going to be an absolute star. Missed this game, but my goodness, is he good. The Eagles, uh, first overall pick, 9-9 overall. Uh, Jalen Carter should have been the first overall pick. With his, with his talent level, but he dropped because of some character concerns. 
couple of tackles, couple of tackles for loss and a sack. Uh, Jalen Carter's been as advertised. He's a disruptor on that on that line. Nolan Smith, one of my favorite linebackers out of Georgia, number 30 overall. Two tackles, two solo tackles, pass defense, and a sack. Really shows a lot of speed off the edge. So congratulations to Nolan Smith. Uh, Sidney Brown, obviously, uh, we talked about him at length. Him and his brother Chase Brown are twins. They play in the NFL. One's running back. Sidney Brown is the, is the defensive back. Four tackles, three solo tackles in this game. Uh, I, I think that Sidney Brown is, is, a, is a solid NFL player. Moving on to the 49ers-Vikings. The Vikings actually pulled this upset off 22-17. to Vikings are now 3-4. and four. 49ers have now lost two in a row. 49ers um, uh, second-round draft pick – I'm sorry, third-round draft pick Michigan uh, kicker Jake Moody has missed three of his last uh, four field goals, including a game winner. Uh, so that, that you know, picking a, a kicker high has not worked out for the Bucks, and it hasn't worked out for the 49ers apparently either. Jordan Addison, who was the Minnesota Vikings uh, number 23 overall first-round draft pick, seven receptions, 123 yards, two TDs in this game. He's a star. We talked about him in my wide receiver breakdown. He's an instant impact guy. I told everybody this guy's going to be a star. Please watch him. He's bad to the bone. He went to the right team, the right passing offense. So congratulations to Jordan Addison and his family. So that, that wraps up this week. And, and, guys, I hope you really enjoyed the breakdown. I'll be way more in-depth uh, next week. I needed to get another podcast on the schedule. The construction has really uh, uh, kept me at bay. And then I had a personal issue on our last hurricane. Um, I have a beach house in Pasigrill. It's absolutely beautiful. We on the night of the hurricane, there was a um, or a full moon or whatever they call it, blue moon, green moon doesn't really matter, where it actually creates high tide. So the high tide matched with the hurricane allowed flood uh, water to come in off the beach and flooded my beach house. And very distressing for me um, because it's like my place of solitude where I actually go and refresh my batteries. So I basically had to call uh, Florida Restoration. Uh, I got the number from uh, Joe Buck's fan and said, hey, I listen to these ads all the time. Um, so let me give him a call. Conan answered the phone, got Conan involved, got, got the owner, Josh Martin, involved. My goodness, what a well-run machine they are. Not only did, were they at my house the next day getting the water out of my house, setting up the fans, cutting out the, the walls, pulling out my floors, taking my furniture and throwing it away. They were unbelievable as far as the response time. They saved my insurance company thousands and thousands of, water, of do- dollars in water damage because of, of how fast they acted to prevent any more damage to my beach house. They are excellent. Uh, I got nothing but great things to say, and I can say that I'm a customer, and uh, I actually owe them money right now, which is kind of funny. Uh, I'm waiting on my uh, insurance to reimburse me for all of the construction that's going on. So they filed with my insurance company. Oh, by the way, I didn't do any of it. They did it all. They did the invoicing. They broke down the insurance company, told the insurance company what to pay. They worked directly with my insurance company's rep. They met the rep there. I mean, my goodness, I didn't have to do anything. Um, So... Congratulations to what a well-run company they are. Uh, again, and Big Storm is returning to Bill Curry Ford uh, in the next month, and we're going to have uh, a, re- a really great uh, restaurant in the showroom uh, when the new giant opens. Please email me at bestinclass at billcurryford.com with any questions, comments, anything you want to talk about, draft picks, you want to talk about the Bucks. not a problem, you want to buy a car, uh, you can hit me at Sullivan at billcurryford.com for any car questions. Again, welcome uh, my new team players, 
uh, Scott Jenkins and Jason Bender. Welcome to Bill Curry Ford. Follow us at Bill Curry Ford Tampa, uh, Facebook, uh, Instagram, Twitter, which is now X. Go to BillCurryFord.com to see all of our amazing specials. Use our concierge service to order a car. Uh, We're doing home deliveries, pickup and deliveries, mobile recalls. I can do everything now from your home at no charge to the customer. I can pick up your car at no charge to the customer and then flip it and bring it back. It's not a problem, guys. We have people now when you call into Bill Curry Ford, I have all these divisions set up to make your lives easier. Oh, and by the way, we're going to have the largest service drive in the world. Can't wait to have it. Shout out to Joe Buckspan for letting me do my thing. Also, um, uh, thank you so much to the Curry family for allowing me to do the podcast. And I'll see you guys next time.